And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 187, aka season three, episode seven, uh, coming at you this Saturday. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do a call in, we give you numbers you don't call. That's the way life works. Uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, arguing with communists. Like, Goddamn like usual. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's my calling in life. It's my, it's my most favorite thing to do with my free time which i have a lot of and there's there's an endless stream of commies on uh, anarcho debatism on facebook so um, that's what i do with my free time sometimes <laughs> so we, we've talked about this before so i don't know if we need to to rehash the the entire um debate but i did i did get some like some feedback on i think last week's show or the week before that where they said we're just not understanding the commie perspective and the commie point of view. Like they don't think we under, we, they don't think that we know what they're talking about. And that's why it seems like we're straw manning their, their positions or not, not taking them seriously or not taking their point of view seriously. Uh, so do you, do you want to address that at all? Like, do we, do we, do we have a lack of understanding of the ANCOM or the, or what the communists want or is it really just a bunch of nonsense, and that's that's why we have the position that we do? Um, well, I I made a whole bunch of comments recently, and so like, do do I understand? Uh, do I understand how things work? Um, I I I like that's what I like to do. I like to figure out how things work, and um, the the kami perspective is th- throws everything out uh, when they say that you know people should not be allowed to have private property um like like who who would enforce that if if you did get rid of government the collective right um so yeah or mobs right sure and the collective it, and, and if it's not mobs it's going to be some type of government so the collective um and yeah, and I'm not a collectivist. I, I think that's <laughs> that. That's really the distinction. Like when it comes down to it, if if you're a collectivist, you're and you want to be an anarchist, you're probably going to be a, a, a communist. Um, if you care about individuals and individual rights, um, then you're going to be a anarcho-capitalist or just a, you know anarchist or an individualist anarchist <laughs> in the in the Max Stirner vein. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's really hard to understand somebody when, when they're, uh, redefining terms. Um, and, but, um, you know, org put out a, a great article about, uh, kind of what, you know, the root cause of, of, uh, anarcho-communism is, and that is, that the anarcho commies hate one thing even more than the state and that Hierarchies. is no it's private oh. property private oh, okay. property and the sole reason that the commies want to get rid of the state is to get rid of the idea of private property it has has nothing to do with the government they don't they could care less if the government exists 
They just don't want the idea of private property to exist. And they think what that the government is the protector of private property. Correct. Yeah, they think that's the origination of private property. Like if there was no government, there would be no private property. They think it private property is is the sole reason for government to exist. And I would say it's the only valid reason government could exist. Prevent theft. Like that seems like a pretty, you know, like if I wanted government to do something for me, that's probably it. But since they steal to accomplish their their uh their job um which they don't accomplish very well then um yeah the, then it's not valid right <laughs> and i would still say that, pre that prevent theft is a valid service that someone could offer um right but you you need not call that person a government and even if you you know if you eliminate the government there still be there will still be right. uh prevent theft service providers Sure. So you still don't need a government, and it still wouldn't be, in my opinion, it, valid for, for them. And if you can't afford a service to protect your stuff, then you you, you got the do-it-yourself method. Yep. <laughs> or, or or friends and family method, you know, <laughs> or a yeah. whole bunch of dogs, or you know, whatever you decide uh, is is sufficient to protect yourself from commies. Um, <laughs> then uh, that's it. Um, locks on the doors, locks on the windows. Yeah fence around the yard deterrence a whole bunch of things on, on top of that idea that they're they're trying to eliminate the idea of private property um and and that goes to you know like like if you want to prove them wrong it's like okay well I'll, i will buy you your land i will i will buy you a commune uh that you can do all the things that you say is possible if people just get along uh like they want to make their own clothes and you know, do it and own the means of production, like as if they don't already. Um, their labor. So, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Like it, they, they don't want to do that. What they want to do is get everybody to believe what they want to believe and then have a violent revolution. Um, and and of course they would be targeting the wrong people. They'd be That's targeting, my only problem. They would be targeting big corporations, and of course the government would come down and you know and squash their effort. Um, and then they would you know blame the corporate. You know, they, it's that circular type of thing where yep. oh well they were trying to destroy the the corporations and 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 so you f should feel sorry for them because the government stopped them. So the government obviously works for the corporations. Um, and whether or not that's true or, or not is, is kind of irrelevant. Like the, the whole, uh, apparatus of the, of the government is, is, uh, fraudulent. Um, and so I think that should be uh, removed or, yep. And I'm okay. I'm okay with violent revolution too, but not, but attacking those buildings and those people and those entities that, you know, seek to control rather than those that seek to provide service. Yeah, and if you want to burn Facebook to the ground, that's, that's fine with me too. I'm sure some somebody else will pick up the slack. I, <laughs> I You know, after our talk last week, uh, there was a lot of people um, talking about mines. So that might that might be yeah, the, I, the big ticket. I think I think mines is, is, is pretty solid. Um, I, I think probably five years from now, it'll be a lot different. Um, 
there's an interesting aspect of it is that you can actually get paid in tokens based on how many people view your page. Nice. Um, I don't know if they're going to have ads at this point, but actually I think the ads is built into it. So like if let's say I'm, I'm a, I have a business, I can open up a page um, or a, a user with the, with the business name or whatever. Is that how you and do it? Cause I was a little bit confused with that after the fact. Yeah. And so you buy the tokens and you use the tokens to boost your own page. And of course, you know, the more people see it, more people like it, you might even get some tokens back or something like that. But, but the whole ad revenue thing, um, I think is kind of built into the system somehow. So, um, it's, it's not like Facebook where they control the, the revenue streams and, and what you can post and what you can't. It's just kind of like do it. And if it works, then you get paid, you know? <laughs> right. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Like I said, we, we I started to use it last week um, and I posted, you know, our show, our show links um, on my personal page because I, it, it was not like Facebook is very clear right? You got your personal thing and then you can set up pages that you add right. in from your personal. But mine's, it looked like I had to create a whole separate account for right. the Anarchist Experience page. And I didn't know how that worked in relation to my personal account or if it was connected right. in any way at all. Um, so more more homework for me to do on that. And then, you know, I don't know how many groups or whatever <laughs> I, I, I might be in at this point, but I think I, I, think I did start an Anarchist Experience group um, on mines, and I think I put you in there, MC. So there, you know, if there if there's going to be a group discussion about the show or posting stuff there on mines, uh, that would be the migration. So I think you know, look for that, and we'll see what happens. My dog just said on my remote. To my oh my TV, goodness! And I couldn't see anything, but not not like I need to. I I, st- I can still hear you. Good dog. Um, Good dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the only thing that's are oh do you do you have any more about commies and and private property or oh uh, no I, I think we can move on did, okay did you uh, want to talk about some some uh, roads yeah roads fucking roads man like who who's gonna build that shit uh, no so I I started a new job um, here in in uh, in New Hampshire which now I can say like I know I've been announcing it on the show. Um, but because I started a new job, I have, I've, I've officially put in my resignation <laughs> with my old jobs, which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, but I started a new job and, you know, when, when we first, uh, moved up here, you know, we, we paid cash through the tolls and I went, well, you know, I don't really think, I don't really think we need to get one of those like toll things like the easy pass It's called easy pass. I don't think we really need that because, mm where we're going and where we're going to be like, you don't really, there's, you don't really, we're not going to pass through a lot of tolls. Um, so, you know, we just stop off, pay the cash and do whatever and be on our way. Um, but as it turns out, like the, the, the jobs that I'm, I, I have started and will be starting, um, pass through a couple of toll areas where they, where they collected. So on, on the one hand, I'm kind of glad that we did set up the easy pass. Um, on the other hand, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap little bastard and I don't like going through tolls. And the weird thing for me is, um, in principle, I'm okay with tolls, right? You know, if, if this were private roads and someone wanted to charge a toll to use the road, um, fine, by all means do it. 
Um, and just like I do now, I will, fi- I will find a route around your toll. Um, you know, and, and if it takes me a little bit longer, so be it. However, um, this is a state run toll and it's so unnecessary. Like I don't, I couldn't even tell you the data on how much money they collect. Um, but the toll itself, the, at least going in one direction is so unnecessary and so avoidable, um, that it's ridiculous that it's even there in the first place. So, you know, if you, if you, if you blow through the toll, um, you know, with your easy pass, I think it's like 70 cents or something like it's a, it's a buck. Um, and then the, the easy pass gives you like a 30% discount on tolls or something, some weird thing like that. Um, but, and then I had to check. So like I GPS it, you know, Google maps, like how, what, what is it going to take, uh, to avoid this toll? Like what's the back road that I have to go down to not do this? Um, as it turns out, it's not a back roads at all. It's like, it's a figure eight little loop de loop thing. And then I get back on the highway, uh, in virtually the same spot, um, that I was in, <laughs> I was in when I got off. It's just, you know, the, 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 the exit, the exit, um, bypasses the toll in one direction and the entrance back on the freeway bypasses it in the other direction. So I end up like driving past the toll, looping around, driving past the toll booth, right? Like I can physically see the toll booth as I'm driving by it on the entrance back onto the highway. Um, so I'm doing, I'm doing that. I'm like going like, man, I got to time this, right? Cause like how much time am I wasting by doing this versus if I just pay like, you know, the buck to go through the toll. Right? <laughs> so I, I timed it and it took me two minutes to, to, to blow this toll. Like two minutes to, to, to get off the highway, circle around, make a left turn and get back on the highway, right? Like that's, that's the, that's the time savings that people who blow through the toll, you know, like unless you're running late for really important engagement, right? You know, you save yourself the two minutes and a little bit of gas, um, you know, or you save yourself two minutes or, and, and spend a little bit of gas and you just blow right past this thing. And so I'm going like, what is the point of this toll? Like what, what, what purpose does it serve at all? Aside from, you know, people, people who are like, no, 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 my, my life is too important and speed, my, the speed that I'm traveling is too important. You know, I must pay this money, uh, to, to, to get to my destination. Um, and then even worse when there's like, when there's traffic, right? Cause when there's traffic, it, it kind of like bottlenecks at the toll as people, as the cash people have to, you know, move over and go through, um, and so it's, it's, it slows down traffic even more so. And then the entrance, you get back on it and you kind of like you, I, I was on my way home from work. Uh, and I was like passing the traffic who was like slowing down to go through the tolls. And then I come <laughs> out ahead. <laughs> so it was, it was almost when, when there's, when it's, when it's rush hour, it's almost faster um, to do this little loop to loop that apparently is too, too complex um, for people to figure out. Um, uh, and I had to, I had to kind of figure it out on my own. Cause I said, I, like I said, I GPS it, uh, but my GPS doesn't really work, um, as far as like turn by turn directions. So I, I kind of had to like study the map. I think I talked about this before. I had to study the map and kind of like, okay, this is where it's coming. Okay. Right here, right here. So I've been, you know, so I've been, I've been driving around on my own. Um, when, when M doesn't need the car, uh, I've been driving around like on my own, pretty much like sans GPS, just with a general idea of where I need to be and like, you know, hope, hopefully the road signs will work themselves out or my memory of what the way the map looked will work themselves out. Um, but this, this stupid toll thing, it just, I mean, like I said, I, I understand it. And yet it's so silly in at this particular one so bad. 
and there's another one um uh, between between my exits where i need to when, when i'm coming and going where it's like it's a it's a limited access zone so it costs like 50 cents uh, at the toll and there's a toll on the exit like to get off the highway costs 50 cents and i'm like what is so special about this part of town right because you know it's only it's only on that exit and the the nearest exit is only like a mile down the road right it's not even like an in-between exit where like oh my god i gotta get you know, i gotta get here there's like uh, two other ways you know like one mile in one direction and two miles in the other direction where you can get off the highway and then get right back to where that exit takes you um with 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 minor inconvenience right but no there's people like lining up to get off the highway uh to spend 50 cents to get on you know the back roads in this one in this one little section of town and i was like oh my goodness like what is up with that that's um, that's where all the libertarians are <laughs> what paying the toll or not paying the toll no they live in that neighborhood so the government oh, is like hey we'll, we'll, we'll charge them? them okay <laughs> maybe i mean i that that thought never crossed my mind um, but that, that would be interesting that would be an interesting way, that would be an interesting way to corral uh free state project members is to like move move them into a neighborhood and then put a toll to get in and out of it like oh you you guys like tolls huh you guys you guys are like private property and paying for that well Here's your non-governmental toll road, uh, you know, type of thing. But, but no, it's, it's, again, it's so, in my mind, it's so stupid. And yet, you know, the, 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 the toll road itself is like a turnpike. Um, and I'm like, what the hell is a turnpike? And it's supposed to be a temporary toll, right? It's supposed to be like tolls um, that help to cover the costs of building the road. I went, oh, that's interesting. That, that makes sense. Again, it makes sense to do uh, not from a government, but from from a uh, you know a private property, a damn you commies perspective, um, it makes sense. You know, you you invest a huge sum of money to to build this road. Um, you gotta you gotta recoup some costs somehow, charging a toll, and then it's supposed to go away, right? The toll like supposed to disappear once that's recouped and maintenance and whatnot is covered. Um, but just like everything else, right? It, it's a government thing, so the toll goes up and then it never comes down. And yet all that infrastructure is, is, you know, built and, you know, could be paid for by other means. Um, but they, these, these literally like nickel and dime tolls, you know, 50 cents here, 75 cents there, um, just to slow down and like, you know, give the guy something to do and, and collect the cash. And again, so avoidable, you know, that, that's the thing that gets me the most, you know, it's so avoidable. Um, on our, on our trip over here, we, we went. Uh, man, I forget what state it was at this point, but we still had this GPS set to avoid tolls um, because in California, um, M was like no tolls, like screw that. California tolls are sucky and they're expensive, and forget that. Um, so we still had the GPS set for you know to avoid tolls, and this was her GPS, so it worked, and we got turn by turns okay. Um, but we went through like one time, one state with with that still activated, and then got like where the hell are we type of a thing because you know the, it was like three separate highways just to avoid the freeway um at that point might have been kansas city and now that i think about it i'm not don't quote me um but it was like you know turn here turn here turn there turn here turn here get on this highway slow down you know speed limit's 35 over here back up to 50 you know go go down this side road um and then eventually like spit back out on the freeway down the line um uh, and I go, okay, that, you know, 
maybe that toll is worth it, right? You know, maybe however much they were charging for that toll uh, might have been worth not having to drive through all those back roads. Uh, but over here, to get off the highway and get on the highway in basically the same spot just by, you know, doing a figure eight or a loop-de-loop um, doesn't make, you know, like one one way it's literally a figure eight and the other way it's literally a loop-de-loop. It's off and then loop and right back on or off, loop, turn the other way, circle back and then come back on. Uh, just, just you know, it's so silly to me. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> So well, and, at least oh. at least you have options, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine if you didn't have any money and you know, oh shit, I just well, I I got to do it this way now. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, but even even that way it's, you know, even if you didn't, like it's it's such a it's definitely a convenient way to get there, right? But because I've also got the moped up here, um I can I can get to and fro north and south um where those where those freeways runs. Like there, there is a highway. There's an older highway that runs through it. It's just, it's slower. Uh, the speed limit's slower and there's traffic lights. So it takes a little bit more time. So instead of, you know, instead of getting to work in like 25 minutes, it would take me like 45 minutes, um, on the moped, you know, to, to make, to make the same run, um, but a little bit slower. And it's, and so it's not even that, you know, to me, it's not even that big of a deal, right? I, I'd, I would still leave home around the same time, um, and then just uh, just hang out at work a little bit and kind of relax before I had to go in, just in case, you know, just in case there was an accident or something like that on the freeway. Uh, but the one place that tolls like you know got us, and this was a you know a thing that I brought up to M right. It's like the New York tolls uh, or that area. It was mostly New York and I think one other state, um, but they like they give you a ticket at the toll booth. And then wherever you exit, you pay the toll like there. So they, they like they invoice you for how far you actually drove. Right. I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Um, so there was one area where like, you know, we went through and we drove and M was like, okay, I got this one. And the, the bill was like a dollar 50 or whatever. And then we drew, you know, and then we got, had to get off and get back on somewhere else. And like, I ended up paying the next toll and that bill was like, Thirteen dollars. I was like, "Damn! What did you know this? Like, did you, did you know that your bill was going to be like really cheap? So you knew I would get the next one. It's like thirteen dollars just to drive on the freeway." I'm like, "That I would have bypassed that and you know taken an extra hour uh, if I had to, you know, to avoid a toll that big." Um, but two two minutes, two minutes to save a buck, you know, and then like you know, so time is kind of non-essential, and gas, you know, I go like, "Well, if, if how much is this dollar going to cost in gas?" Well, I'm not, you know, it's not, it's not a 10 mile loop to loop. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saving money there. So two minutes and get, you know, a little bit more in gas and I'm saving money by doing loop to loops and roundabouts and figure eights just to avoid, um, silly ass tolls on the highway that just should be gone. Right. Like why, why do that? Why spend that effort? Um, you know, why, why make people spend that effort to, to, to bypass, you know, that little stretch of, of land. Mm -hmm. Anyway. That's my rant. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Fuckers. Oh my gosh. I don't think I have anything else. I mean, like I said, I started a new job. Um, and it is what it is. Like it's a, uh, management position at a storage facility and back in a restaurant. The only thing about the restaurant. So I, you know, I, I was talking to some people about it and they go like, Oh man, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal in the state. Like the restaurant is like, it's a pretty well-known place. Um, but I, you know, I went up to, to meet with, with a bunch of, uh, like the, the free state meetup for the week. And they're like, oh man, that dude's like a hardcore 
statist. Like he like wants government programs for everything. So I was like, ah, man, I hope I'm low enough on the totem pole where I never have to talk to that guy because I don't want to lose my job yet. You know, and at the same time, I don't want to get into a debate with him because I'd I'd win that and then get fired. So that'll be interesting. Oh, okay. So here, here's the other thing. I don't know. Did we talk about this or was this like really pre pre show um, needing a driver's license to help co-finance a car? Right. That's nonsense, too. Um, So, again, because of my commute, uh, we're looking to get a second vehicle so that, you know, we both can travel out and about during the day. Um, and we went down to, to finance a car, which is fine. And we both are going to, we're hoping to like that our collective qualifications would give us a, a, a decent rate, um, you know, and whatever. Um, and then after all the rigmarole, right, they go like, you can't even co you can't even co-sign without a driver's license. I was like, you have a passport. Like, why isn't the passport good enough? I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to register the car. I'm co-signing it. Like I have the uh, money. Wow. I have, I have, I'm the one with the money and the job, right? And you're telling me that I can't, I can't help finance a car because I'm not even going to be driving the thing. You know, I, I never even, they don't even know that I don't really have a license, but no, you know, it just in order to finance the car, um, you have to have a driver's license, uh, to finance a vehicle, which again, utter nonsense and, you know, wasted a whole bunch of our time, uh, at the car dealership. Um, I mean, we, we still have an option. Like it's still on the, like the, I don't think the car is off the table yet. So we still might be able to, um, to get it. We're waiting to hear back on paperwork, but what a colossal waste of time and energy and effort, um, to like, to go through the whole process and then go, you know what? They're not going to accept this without a driver's license. What do you mean? I got a passport card. Like, do you want the real passport? I can bring you back the real passport. If the federally issued identification card isn't good enough for you to figure out just who in the hell I am, you know, type of a thing. Um, and you know, and and you can't you you can't even like legally register the car um, without a valid like state driver's license, you know. So you know, just in order to register the car, uh, M's got to like you know t- uh, turn over her Hawaii driver's license and get a New Hampshire license um, to register her car. Um, and the the new one should we buy a new one, which again is utter nonsense. And the only good thing um, about about New Hampshire. Uh, right now, as far as that's concerned, um, is when you go down to 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 uh, get your license, they give you the choice between uh, a regular New Hampshire license and a federally compliant real ID license. Um, and luckily, when I went down there to to try to obtain a new license, I didn't have the proper paperwork to get the the real ID, so I was attempting to get just a regular New Hampshire license. And the state of Hawaii is holding up my shit. Um, cause apparently my license is still suspended in Hawaii, which is kind of a surprise. Like I know I didn't renew it a long time ago. Um, but I figured like whatever they had on file to suspend it was like long past and long gone <laughs> cause it's been hmm. so long. Uh, but no, so I got to figure that out as well. Like what, what the holdup is, um, what's preventing me from, you know, from them releasing my license and then maybe reaching out cause I, I, I have a feeling I know what it is. Um, and I've reached out to the ACLU of, Ho- of Hawaii once already, um, and maybe I'll reach out again. But if, if but they're winning cases, you know, I think there was another one, um, I think in New York recently that came out um, where they said you can't you can't suspend the license based on inability to pay, pay the fines. 
And so the only reason they have for suspending my license for, for that long is because fuck them. I don't pay the, I don't pay their fines. Like, you know, if you're going to stand by no victim, no crime, um, you know, not having registration or not having a safety inspection, um, there's no victim involved there. And so whenever they said like, you owe us money for that, uh, I told them to sit and swirl or I ignored them because there was, you know, there was also, um, no, like no threat of jail associated with it. So I just, I let it go and whatever. I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, and then we came here and, you know, we, we found out after the fact, um, that driving on a suspended license, uh, in New Hampshire, apparently the law requires like knowledge of suspension. So I was like, damn it. If I had done nothing right, they wouldn't have been able to prove that, you know, at least in the first offense, uh, because I just assumed that I, my license was still good or that I, you know, was, you know, like either, either expired, um, but not suspended because I thought it had been so long. Uh, but now that they got the little piece of paper that they, you know, that I applied, that they ran it, they took my picture. It's all on file. Uh, now plausible deniability is out the window, uh, at least in the interim. So, you know, just more nonsense by the state. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a better driver than most, um, in my opinion, and it's a valid opinion based on skills. Um, uh, and yet they're, they're denying me like the right to travel, um, when I'm a better driver than most of the people here, even in bad weather, I'll put that up to the test just about anybody. Um, so yeah, there we go. Now my rant is over. What say you? Um, yeah. Headlines. I don't know. What, what else oh. do you want to talk about? You I don't know. Headlines? We can do headlines. They suck, sure. but we're going to do them. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like it was, I mean, we, we've talked about this before as well. Like I, I, I spend a lot of time during the week, you know, trying to, trying to pare down the news for the week. And to come up with, you know, the, the news articles that I think are, you know, number one, relevant, um, and number two, outrageous enough, uh, to make it, to make it on the show. And it's been such a lackluster couple of weeks, um, that I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I might have to, I might have to find some new news sources. I don't even know where I would start with that. Um, you know, with Facebook taking down so many, you know, quality sources of information, a lot of which I never used anyway. Like I, I, I got them from the official websites to begin with. So them not being able to post their stuff on Facebook never really affected me. Um, but yeah, just what a, what a slow news week. So here we go. Headlines. Why civility can't return to politics. Uh, headline. Makers of 3D printed guns follow in DIY tradition of ammunition reloaders. A headline, no charges for grandpa who shot an officer on his property, protect his grandkids. A headline, losing the property rights lottery. And finally, headline, here we go again. A white woman falsely accused a black nine-year-old boy of groping her. Um, a lot of these are reason heavy, like four out of five this week. So, you know, uh, kudos to reason uh, for putting out, you know, the, the best of the worst content uh, this week. Any place in particular you want to start, MC? Uh, I guess uh, losing property rights lottery. Sons of bitches. So, okay, losing the property rights lottery, stripping otherwise law-abiding residents of opportunity to rent their homes is bad enough, but raffling off property rights is shameful. Uh, Donald and Irma Shirky tried to play by the rules, but Pacific Grove, California turned their property rights into a game of chance. 
The couple purchased their brightly painted house on 5th Street, just a block away from the ocean in 1999. It was a second home for family and friends to use on visits. Uh, to cover the cost, the Shirkies decided also to rent the house out as a vacation home. When Pacific Grove passed a new ordinance in 2010 requiring all short-term rental homes in the city to be licensed, they complied. When the city came back in 2017 and required a second license for the smaller guest quarters over the home's garage, which the Shirkies sometimes rented separately from the main house, they went along with that too. Then in February, Pacific Grove passed another ordinance regarding short-term rentals. This time, the city instituted a density cap, declaring that no more than 15% of the homes on any given block could hold short-term rental permits. The Shirky's guest house happened to be on a block with more permits than were allowed by the new ordinance. To solve that problem, the city set up a ping-pong ball lottery machine and, on May 22nd, held a random drawing to determine which permit holders would be allowed to continue renting their homes. The odds were not in the family's favor. While the permit for their small upstairs guest quarters was selected in the lottery, the permit for the main house was not. The Shirkies are now left with a second home they cannot be legally rented and a small upstairs room that is not financially viable on its own. What the city did is insulting, said Christina Sandifer, a vice president at the Arizona-based Goldwater Institute, which is representing the Shirkies and two other residents in a lawsuit against the city. The suit argues that Pacific Grove violated the California state constitutional due process protections by using random chance to determine which licenses got revoked. It was totally random, Sandifer said, so owners who had racked up numerous complaints were allowed to keep their permits while responsible homeowners were stripped of theirs. Uh, the underlying problem, though, is that rental density ordinance itself, a 15% threshold, is entirely arbitrary. Does, does a street with 25% of homes rented constitute a greater threat to public health or safety? How about 40%? Uh, stripping otherwise law-abiding residents of the opportunity to rent their home is bad enough, but raffling off property rights is shameful. With any luck, courts will also find it unconstitutional, uh, as if that means anything here. So, end of the article. Your thoughts this week, MC? Uh, is is the state of California a little bit too commie in their in their views of taking away property rights from people? <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh... California has some pretty major problems. <laughs> there, it's so backwards. People are leaving, and and then the the states that that the uh, new people are coming into are, are are like, no, go back to California because they're that crazy. So, um, it's like yeah. those damn immigrants coming across the border trying to change the culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, it's it's so funny that they would uh, resort to a a lottery to decide which ones get to keep the licenses. Um, but uh, I, I guess the, the only part of the article that I, that I thought was good, um, it said they're no longer able to rent it legally, um, but hopefully they still find a way to get, get their money out of their house. <laughs> well, that's part of the problem too, right? The, the, you know, they, they have a history they have a history of playing by the rules, so they, they don't seem like the type of, you know, of anarchists uh, to go around with the what the city says they can do. Um, they just kind of like, you know, go along and go along, get along. They say we can't do it. They say we can't do it. We, if they say we can do it, we can do it. 
Um, but we'll see. Maybe something like this will finally uh, push those law-abiding citizens right over the edge to do something that you know might be a little bit dubious in the eyes of the state, uh, but will give them the, you know the the uh, the financial benefits and financial freedom uh, that they were looking for initially uh, with the home. Yeah, I doubt it, but whatever. <laughs> you never know that people have limits, man, and sometimes you you just push them right over that limit, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know. I, th- I think some of it has to do with um, wanting to see like the root cause of things instead of, uh, you know, just your one issue or whatever it is. Um, so I-, I think that's the difference between us and the normal person who doesn't get their way with the state. Yeah. But, but uh, all I'm saying, you're probably, you're probably right. But sometimes, you know, people like, um, was it Killdozer guy, right? Killdozer, not an anarchist, right? You know, he just, the, the, he, he tried to comply. He asked for permits. He went to council meetings. He did all of that. And then they, they still said no, right? And all of a sudden he went, okay, I've had enough. And then destroyed the town, right? And was cool enough about it to only destroy the town uh, by going through like, you know, the, 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 was the police department and the other businesses of which the board members that uh, forced him out of business um, owned. Right. So he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't destroy the town at random. Um, he destroyed the town very selectively on the, on, against those uh, who, who aggressed against him and his business and his property. Um, so I'm, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, the shirkies are going to end up like the killdozer guy. I'm just saying that at some point, some people have enough. Um, and maybe we'll, you know, maybe look to alternatives, um, hopefully in the Shirky's case, a little less violent, uh, but a little more <laughs> under the table, renting it out. Right. Like if I were them, I would say like, well, you have, you have the upstairs guest quarters, right? You know, you're, you, you have, that's what you're renting. Uh, but along with that, you have access to this big old downstairs quarters that we're not renting. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's just open for you to use, you know, or all of us, I mean, they, they could, uh, you know, burn down the competition's houses and then the, they could be one of the 15% they could. Uh, that, that is left. Um, you know, that's always an option. That is definitely an option. Uh, but that, again, that's like the killdozer guy who goes, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of the, and if that's the case, right. And why not don't burn down the competition's houses, burn down the houses of the, that's the city board members, right. Who decided that, no, 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 we're, we're passing an ordinance, right. It's those people um, that, you know, that deserve some, retribution uh against yeah. not the not your neighbor who's just trying to make a buck like you did and had to and you know chose to go through the same lottery process you did um yeah but much like voting right when you when you agree to the process you you tacitly agree to the results yeah. um, which is why well, you know if you vote you can't complain well part part of it is like okay so if if you agree to the process um government doesn't even play by their own rules so true. I mean, it, it could be totally like like it says in the article, unconstitutional, which means like the 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 board isn't even supposed to be able to uh, you know write ordinances about this type of stuff. You know, like it's yeah. none of their business. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's the same. It, it's it's definitely the same as as far as the U.S. federal government goes. Um, they, they, uh, I mean, the, the, the whole, I mean, if you read the constitution the way I do is the, the powers, 
the the powers of the constitution are spelled out <coughs> article one section eight it, the, those are the, where the the powers are, are granted for the government to do things so if it's not in there then they can't do it um so some judge said no if you read it the way i read it i mean it's like the government can do anything it wants and like yeah uh for the general <laughs> welfare of the people <laughs> And and something because I'm to sure do that's about, what they intended when they wrote it. Something to do about commerce, and then commerce is everything. So government uh, rules everything. Um, yeah, that's not supposed to be that way. Um, interstate commerce. Yeah. Well, everything can be interstate commerce too. I remember them saying that once. You know, yeah. it, they they said because you don't cross state borders, um, you are preventing uh, goods from being imported and exported, and that falls under interstate commerce right the lack of the lack of exports uh falls under our purview because you are not exporting now uh be, in order to avoid um you know the, <laughs> the, the yeah, silly yeah. rules and regulations yeah i mean they they can they can twist anything the any way they want um and yeah so it, uh, i i was i was trying to figure out what makes communist vietnam communist Okay. And it's well, the the government owns all the land, and it you know supposedly it's controlled by the people, and, and of course uh, the government will give you they call it LRUs land use rights. Okay. Land oh, right are? use. Well, sure. I don't know. Yeah. New term for me. Land. Yeah. Land use rights. Um, and it's basically the same thing in the U.S. as far as I'm concerned. Because you, you can't really own the land most places uh, in the U.S. when you buy it. Um, you can use it for what the government says you can use it for. So you can use it for, uh, you know, a house if they say it's okay for a house. Or you can use it for farming if, if they say it's okay for that. Um, or uh, commercial or industrial, you know. Yep. Um, that's That's the that's the majority of the the rule in the u.s um zone and of course you don't really own it because the government can uh condemn it and take it whenever they want uh in most places um some some places i i guess they've come back from that a little bit um and said it's not constitutional but not others i think it varies by state um so yeah, it's like yeah, you don't you don't really own it, and then of of course, well, you have to pay the the, the property tax on it. The rental you, fee. If, if you don't uh, pay that, then the, they you know either put you in jail or take your land or both. Um, so yeah, it's a it's 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 a weird situation, you know, when people say they're 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 trying to they people are trying to follow the rules, uh, but the government is trying to find ways around them constantly and so yep. i would say don't try to follow the rules try to find ways around it and if you can't uh just don't play by the rules because you know why not yep I, I i used to be the rule follower and the hoop jumper and the loophole finder uh yeah. you know in in high school like that was that was my gift to my teachers was you know if if they said it right if, they, if that was the rule then by God, we're sticking to it, you know? <laughs> and so I, I get a lot of heat for being an anarchist uh, because people just assume, they go like, well, I thought you didn't like rules. And I go, no, I love rules. 
I love rules that are set up and agreed to up front because then you know what you're getting into and you, and you know the purview of the circumstance. I hate arbitrary rules handed on, handed down from on high, right? Where I didn't get a say and I didn't agree to it, right? Where's my obligation to follow those rules uh, is, is, you know, is my general question and why I, I, I consider myself an anarchist, right? I didn't agree to that. If I didn't agree to it, then I have no obligation to follow it, uh, you know? And, and so like I love rules, like I'm, you know, if, as long as they're, you know, as long as they're fair and agreed to ahead of time, let's, let's have as much as possible. Um, and I remember, oh man, we're going to have to talk about this later, but <laughs> I remember a situation, um, where it was said to me, um, you know, what, what is it, what happens if you don't follow the rules uh, or what, what do you, you know, if, if you're not following the rules, then you're really playing a different game. Um, and if you're playing a different game, then, you know, if you're not playing the same game as like everybody else, um, then you have to like get, you know, get back to it and, and follow the rules. And I went, well, where's the opt out, right? Like, you know, they, they, there wasn't much time for a discussion, but my, my general feeling of that at the time was, well, if I'm not playing the same game as everybody else, like I should be allowed off the field, right? Let me go. Let me, let me go do my own thing. Um, and you guys play your game and just leave me alone. Um, but when it comes to that, you know, I'm thinking of that from the state's perspective and the state's purview, when it comes to that, they just won't leave you alone. You're right. They're like, no, we're playing this game and you're forced into this game and you're forced under these rules and you're not allowed to leave. Otherwise you have to pay a penalty and you can't do anything on your own. You know, if you're in the same, if you're in the same geographic space as one where our game is taking place, uh, you're SOL and you know, you're, you're stuck, um, with, with our rules. And I go, like, I don't want to be, just let me go. Just leave me alone. I'm not hurting anybody. Just leave me alone. Hurting Hancock calls it like leave me aloneism, which is another term uh, that I like. Just, you know. But for these people, right, you know, just break the rules up front. You know, stop trying to play along with it because, you know, the the lesson I learned uh, from, you know, high school to adulthood was it's not even worth it to try to jump through the hoops, right? Because then, cause then you put them in a situation where they're always looking for more hoops to put up in front of you, and now you're battling um, on their turf, right? You're 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 battling within their purview of you know here here's another hoop to jump through, and you're doing all the work, and they're laughing at you for for you know trying to do all the work. So skip skip the hoop jumping, just you know go get yours, figure out a way to get people into that rental uh, without without the city knowing about it. You know shh hush hush. Um, and go ahead and make that money uh, without letting the city know. The the more you keep off the table, um, the less they know about, and the less they can come after you for. MC, sounds good. Do we got uh, another article we can get into yeah, next ten yeah, minutes? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Let's try this one. Oh, unless did you want to go somewhere? Nope. Go for okay. That. Why civility can't return to politics? Because that seems this is why. This is why the the news that I pull. Um, it's such crap this week is because everything is so political and you know, who did what, what's Trump's guys going to do now and all this other nonsense. And everyone already forgot about Kavanaugh. Cause I didn't see much about that. Um, <laughs> like it's done. It's gone. It's like, forget about it. Um, it was, it was basically like, okay, he's in and what now what? So nothing, maybe they'll impeach him. Maybe they won't. Um, but so much, so much like, in, uh, now, interpolitical now they're to, junk. They're back to trying to uh, impeach Donald Trump again. So yes, 
So here we go. Why civility can't return to politics. Uh, you can't be civil with political parties that want to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. Hillary Clinton told CNN's uh, Christiane Anapur uh, a week ago, defending the win-at-all-cost mentality that many Democrats are pushing before the midterm elections. That was before the Republican candidate for governor of Pennsylvania, Scott Wagner, told the Democratic incumbent that he better put a catcher's mask on your face because I'm going to stomp all over your face with golf spikes because I'm going to win this. Uh, it was before street balls between right-wing and left-wing groups broke out last weekend in Portland and New York, and it was also before President Donald Trump called porn star Stormy Daniels who was paid $130,000 by Trump's personal lawyer to keep quiet about sleeping with a billionaire, horseface, on Twitter. That's, okay, interjection real quick. That's that's kind of amazing <laughs> that that Trump won that uh, that lawsuit <laughs> and that she has to pay his court costs. Like, that's, you know, <laughs> f- f- whatever you want to say about Trump, the president, and Trump, the politician, uh, kudos to him on that one, you know, a, a, a you know, a, a big thumbs up for me for me for that nonsense. Uh, back to the article. If politics these days seem especially ugly, that's because they are. Not even counting actual physical attacks on Senator Rand Paul and the shooting of Rep- Representative uh, Steve Skelly's uh, Louisiana during a con- congressional baseball practice, politics are more heated, divisive, and physically charged than they have been in years. And for good reason. The people who control politics insist that every piece of legislation, every Supreme Court nomination, every midterm election, every minor rule change is bringing the world one step closer to the apocalypse. Using plastic straws, kneeling for the national anthem, decade-old tweets, there isn't anything we do anymore that doesn't immediately get sucked into angry partisan arguments. Uh, Civility won't return until more of us channel our inner libertarians and realize that not all parts of our lives need to be politicized. Uh, How do you expect people to respond when we're told each day in the beginning of the end of our way of life that the other side is just not is just the other side is not just mistaken, but pure evil. And we're limited to two parties that represent fewer and fewer of us. Uh, The government is spending more, borrowing more, and controlling more aspects of our lives for no reason, uh, for no reason other than pure political gain. If we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again, says Hillary Clinton. Yeah, no. Uh, If civility can't return to politics unless your team is in charge, uh, you're doing it wrong. Civility is only going to return when people stop treating politics as the only thing that matters and we start actually shrinking the size, scope, and spending of government and give ourselves some space to breathe. That's especially true if we're stuck, uh, if we're stuck with just two choices who have pledged to screw the other side. Neither Republicans nor Democrats offer a plan where you get to live however you want as long as you're not hurting others, with, which helps explain why so few of us want to be a part of either party. Uh, According to the most recent Gallup survey of political affiliations, just 27% of us uh, cop to being Republicans and just 27% admit that we're Democrats. And And why civility won't return to politics unless politicians stop criming themselves into every corner uh, of our lives. Uh, end of the article. 
Your thoughts, MC, does politics need to be civil or should we go back to the, the ways of, of dueling it out on the back lawn of the Capitol building? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, I guess I'm, I'm kind of surprised how civil it is. Um, the, um, uh, th there's a lot of words being exchanged, um, which is, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of hate going back and forth, but it's, it's mostly just words. So, uh, it could definitely get worse. <laughs> um, especially if the, you know, Antifa and stuff like that, um, grows, which I don't really see happening. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the commies overestimate how many people feel like, well, we're the exploited worker class. We demand more. Like I, I really, I, I don't think most people think that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you have a, well, I guess in my opinion, I, I can see how their ranks would grow. Um, because with the, the fight for 15 minimum wage um, laws and all that, suppressing uh, young people's abilities to get jobs, right, and, or to earn a living, uh, you know, when they, when they do start looking for, for work and enter the job market, um, and they can't because, you know, the minimum wage is higher than their current value, uh, I can definitely see them joining the ranks of Antifa or the communists who say, like, no, 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 we, we're entitled uh, to income. We're entitled to more simply for the very reason that you won't let us earn it uh, on our own. Mm. Like to me, I that's, know. I don't know if, if, if they, if minimum wage was raised, um, then you'd have increased opposition from, from the people that do have jobs already. So cause to suppress people, the minimum wage or, or against those who would, no, who the, wouldn't the, have jobs. The people that are gainfully employed would be even, you know, more happy that, they uh they're working you know <laughs> they wouldn't well yeah but lose. i'm talking about i'm they talking about the unemployed yeah, i'm talking so about radicalizing but, the unemployed mm, i don't know I, that's why i think it's it's kind of I, I think they overestimate their ability okay. now i think i think they could be successful politically like getting somebody like bernie sanders in, in office but as far as which would be the end of the world as as far as uh uh you know antifa and the way they operate growing uh you know using violence to uh you know i don't even i can't even say get what they want because they what do they want i think mo <laughs> yeah, what what do they want we want to be uh we want to be heard <laughs> we want attention <laughs> that's what they want seems that um, way yeah and, and i'm not you know bashing attention i mean that's 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 what people do when whenever they speak out and stuff like that uh, everybody wants to be heard but um i i don't see I don't see any positive change coming out of what they're doing. So, yeah, I can see that. Like I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of protests. I'm a big fan of tax protests. Um, but I, I'm, I'm also a big fan of like appearances. Yeah. Right. Well, how, you know? how many, how many people that are anti-fi work at Starbucks? You know, I'd, that'd be pretty interesting to find out. You think it's a lot, or you think it's a little? Because they they throw bricks through the Starbucks building. Maybe they yeah, don't but, like their boss. Yeah, but they have a mask on. So okay, <laughs> they go to a different Starbucks and you know, and, and blow that. Yeah, okay. Of course, well, they're they're being oppressed by you know having to work. So you know, they're, I don't think they'd be against throwing bricks through their own company's uh, yeah. property. I I like I said, I'm I I'm an appearance kind of guy, right? Like 
you see you see Antifa, you see how they look, you see what they do, and then it's 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 naturally adversarial, right? And I'm not I'm not against adversaries, uh, you know, naturally, um, but I do I do think there's like there's a way to get the message across if you want to like see change. So culturally, um, I have always been a bigger fan of like gangster culture, right? Not, um, not like gangs, like bloods and crips, but like Al Al Capone gangs, right? You know, mobsters, right? They dress professionally, they handle business, right? But they also help the local community, right? You know, handing out, doing whatever they, they offer services, um, and goods, you know, uh, when, when the, when, then the state prohibits them, right. And they, and they get paid a premium for taking that risk. Right. So the, the underlying mentality, uh, of, of what I'm going to say, gangster culture is business, right. Is capitalism at, at its best and taking advantage of the situation. Right. And, and so what, what I like, um, out of, you know, out of protest actions is ones that, do that right or or ones that take a more economic approach to it and say like well if if the state is going to be preventing this right how can we subvert that and get around it and still make a a ton of money doing it um rather than throwing bricks through the buildings of of people who aren't even the ones you know attacking you right the you know like i said the, the the biggest problem with antifa is i i like their gumption right i like their chutzpah uh, I like what they're doing for the most part, um, you know, because, again, I'm not against violent revolution and violent uprising. Um, it's just misguided and misdirected, right? If they, if they could turn that toward the, toward the state, um, even better. But what's even better than that is if they would, like, figure out what it is that they want um, and go ahead and just do that, uh, you know, opposite the state, right? If, if, they want to, if they want to take over the means of production, Right. You know, go find an abandoned building somewhere and fire up the kiln again and get production going again. You know, do something. (laughs) I don't even care. You know, if if you think Starbucks charges too much for a cup of coffee, uh, you know, start brewing your own and charging, you know, uh, less for a cup on on people's way to work. Right. Start handing that shit out in the middle of the street. Here's a free cup of coffee from Antifa. I, and, and I, I go into Starbucks every once in a while and, the thing I think over and over is it can't possibly be hard to make a better cup of coffee than uh, than Starbucks. I mean, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't have to be. There, Starbucks it's not, even, it's, it's not even great coffee. Like even there, it was never even marketed drinks, as great coffee. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what's funny about the whole thing. It's just the it's, owner like went to Italy and had a cappuccino, and you know what? That's a really funny sounding word. I bet I can sell that back in America. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally the short version. I mean it was it was basically mar- marketing uh, marketing European coffees to an American audience at a premium. Yeah, but rather I don't than your they, rather than your cup of Joe. I don't even think they do it do it well. And uh, the marketing or the cup of coffee. The cup of coffee. No, because it was never about the cup of coffee. It was the cool yeah. sounding marketing and the and the popularity. Yeah. yeah. So somebody made a comment about uh uh why why don't why don't they put starbucks in in black neighborhoods and my comment was well maybe uh some people are smart enough to make their own coffee (laughs) oh 
<laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm not saying, I don't know, maybe maybe some people just don't drink that much coffee or whatever. I, I don't know. But, I mean, the real answer is because uh, the, the local economy can't sustain um, $5 cups of coffee. I thought it was going to go in a totally racial direction. Well, I mean, it black is, people don't wake up in I, the morning and don't have to stop off for a cup of coffee on their way to work because they're not going anywhere. No, I'm a black supremacist. I think they're they're probably more intelligent than uh, than white people. That they can they can they can figure out how to make the coffee uh, much cheaper and better. And uh, okay, I don't know. I'm I was it was just a joke, but uh, okay. I'm not I'm not any kind of supremacist. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so n- neither am I necessarily. But I also I also recognize um, supremacy where it is due, right? What? Where where are these super people? No, but uh, I okay. So um, black athletics, right? The 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 science behind that and why they're you know usually faster and run further and jump higher is hmm. scientifically based in fast twitch muscle fibers. Wow! Right? You can't get around that. Right? They they have it. They're designed for it. Or, or maybe, or, or maybe, they, or maybe they were bred for it, um, but it's there. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. You, you don't get around that. You know, so right. why, why do they dominate those types of sports? Because they're genetically enhanced to do so. You, you, there's, there's a supremacy there, and I recognize it. Right, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah. So, and and whereas you know, whereas I recognize that not every black person is is athletic. And not every, you know, every black person is more athletic than a white person. And there are some white athletes that are better than black athletes. Um, they, it, it takes more of an effort because it's, it's not physically there. You, you start with an advantage, right? You want, you, if you want to say there's white privilege in certain things, there's black privilege in certain things because you start with an advantage. It's not an equal, <laughs> it's not an equal start, right? It can be an I, equal end result, but it's not an equal start. I, I watched, I, actually, I rewatched an old, I think it was on ABC or something, this this uh, woman, uh, gay gay uh, lesbian woman, uh, decided she wanted to figure out what what it was like to be a man. So she took training, uh, voice lessons, uh, body language lessons. She you know she had professional uh, acting coaches uh, teach her how to act like a man, and and so she went on her way. And uh, at the end of it. Uh, you know, they're interviewing her about, you know, what she learned. And, and she said uh, about being a woman that uh, she, she likes being a woman even more. And the reason why is because she feels privileged. Uh, Of course, this is a, you know, white lesbian woman and it's probably no greater privileged uh, type of person than, than a white woman. Um, I mean, that's, that's, you know, subjective, debatable, whatever, but, sure. um, yeah, I, I, you know, I could, uh, appreciate her, her finding that, that it is actually really good to be a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's actually, uh, there are drawbacks to being uh, a man. And one of, one of them, uh, she pointed out specifically was, uh, meeting other people. So dressed up as a man, she tried to, uh, she tried to, um, you know, hook up with uh, with a woman and, uh, you know, get get her, uh, you know, phone number and you know, get a date or whatever. Sure. So, and and she said it was extremely um, uh, frustrating and uh, 
what do you call it when uh you know the fear of rejection um, okay was was very strong um and so being being always having to be the initiator is is something that that men have to go through that, that women generally don't and you know yeah I'm, i say there, and again but, there are exceptions yeah yeah there's there's actually some exceptions uh now <laughs> and it's it's very rare but uh and and i don't know if i would think it should be a trend or not but of of females uh, asking men for marriage uh you know the proposing um so yeah i thought that was an interesting thought experiment and and people actually have have uh you know done that and um yeah and the the feelings for, you know from what i saw in the youtube videos or whatever the, the feelings are kind of uh the same the same that that the that a female would go through if if, she, if someone proposed to her so um yeah uh so yeah all and kinds you, of interesting if, things happening and if you want to talk about you know male versus female dominance and superiority i'll go back to the physical right if there if there wasn't if there wasn't an advantage right or what i'll, what <laughs> yeah. I'll label a superiority um there's there's the whole trans issue yeah. in, in a couple of sports Right. Yeah, that that just keeps coming up too recently. Well, it keeps happening in in multiple sports, whether it's bicycling or wrestling or mixed martial uh, arts, running and yeah, uh, uh, martial arts. What what was there was another one too that just happened recently. But yeah, it well, it was happening. it was it was cycling and martial arts were the last two that I I came across this week. Yeah, yeah, it was you know genetically male uh, identified female martial artists crushes opponent's skull in you know oh yeah wow genetically superior i mean yeah. is it going to happen all the time no but there's something to be said for 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 the superiority in that case yeah. and same with the cycling right trans genetically male uh identified female trans woman wins wins women's cycling event uh, obviously <laughs> Right. right? I mean, yeah, and I don't. Obviously. I don't understand. I don't understand why why women put up with it, and I don't know, understand why. Okay, so you got some you know professional female athletes, and 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 they would have to go up against this thing, and <laughs> I'm sorry for the trans, transphobia there. I but I. My my hate is is not really of trans people. It's okay. What what it, what it is 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 hate for um, the the dishonesty. You know, like yeah. You you have you have even if you you know think you're a female, it's it's quite obvious you still have male attributes, and so maybe you shouldn't screw up somebody else's game. You know, it's like yeah. It's it's the same thing as uh you know why can't girls join the Boy Scouts? Well, um. It's called the Boy Scouts. It's you know, it's part. It's the it's part of the, you know, one thing you're trying to accomplish, and, and you're being dishonest. Uh, I just seen a picture this week like that. I just seen a picture this week of an all female Boy Scouts troop, boys excluded now. That makes no sense. It makes no <laughs> sense. But it's now a thing. There was a Boy Scouts troop of all females, you know, to to keep them separated from the boys. Zero sense, <laughs> but it's a thing. It's now a thing. We've we've crossed and that it, threshold, and this, and this has nothing to do with kids. It has to do with parents or adults uh, manipulating kids. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the kids don't care. Yeah, you're right. 
but yeah um so you know with with females what 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 i would expect uh well if if i was a professional female and i I had to go up against this thing like i said sure uh, i would say no i'm i'm not doing it um i'm gonna try to talk as many other females as i can to to not participate to protest this let this let this guy run around the track by himself get his medal at him let him yeah let him have his let him have all the medals you know and then make another competition and don't invite him you know that's that's what i would do um and and maybe that's uh a little harsh but um i i would do it i mean that it, it because it would it would actually be interesting for one um you know people don't care about female sports as it is um and uh i think people want to uh, see strong people and stand up for what they believe yeah and uh and so so yeah i think that would i think that would be a you know a great thing that a strong female uh, could do instead of going oh well i lost i got my second place I do you think some... do you think part of I it would... is arrogance on the female's part though going like i'm gonna beat this guy I'm going to I'm going to beat this mm. guy and stand up for all women athletes that we can compete with the men and I'm going to do it by beating this man. Maybe. Um but then but I don't think so cuz it's like uh you know just just go compete against men then. I mean and then Okay. Uh and and I'm I'm totally for that too. Like if 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 some female wanted to uh you know if she was good enough and she could make it on a, a professional team uh that's typically dominated by males um that, that's, i'm all for that you know okay well let me throw this one at you then because it came up uh some months ago and then we, we can start wrapping the show in a bit because we're way over time now um transgendered high school wrestler uh born female competing against guys but part of her transition process is uh testosterone supplements so she's basically oh, on yeah. steroids yeah so well, I'm 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 kind of like but uh, genetically female. I, I'm I'm okay with anybody putting anything they want in their body. So okay. I mean, if they want to be if if they want to become freaks with with drugs, I I don't really care. Okay. So much. Um, like the all natural I, bodybuilders versus the the regular yeah, class of bodybuilders. And, okay. Yeah, and if you wanted to have you know uh, uh, a a rule saying um, you know all all natural you know no no drugs or whatever. And have that part part of the rules. I'm I'm fine with that too. But just have another one that says, "Hey, do whatever the fuck you want, and okay. see which one's more interesting." You know. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I think we both know which one's going to be more interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring and, on well, the I mean, bring on the freak show. I mean, that's what that's what professional wrestling is. You know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I love that stuff. I'm a yeah. big fan. <laughs> that's why it's popular. Yeah. That's 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 probably my main uh, my main deviation is professional wrestling. Like I do this, and I watch pro wrestling, and I watch Ultimate Fights, and that's about it. And video games, <laughs> video games is like secondary at this point. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Because we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Nope. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com/slash/anarchistexperience. Uh, get the show notes or show prep in the groups: facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/anarchistexperience. Find us on the twitters: uh, twitter.com/slash/theanarchistexp. Um, and then 
figure out a way to friend us on Minds because we're there. Uh, and we, I guess we're going to be posting the show there and doing some stuff in that group. So if you're on Minds, uh, look for the Anarchist Experience and see if you can join that group somehow by uh, by friending either myself, Richie Rich, uh, or MC over there. Uh, and if you want to contribute to the show financially, Patreon is where to do it. Patreon.com slash The Anarchist Experience. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.